Hi, you're listening to Hacker Public Radio, and my name is Ken Fallon. Today I want to talk to you about uh, the cost of printing and what your options are. You may ask why we're still printing. Well, if you're a parent, um, sometimes you need to print off stuff like uh, colouring, you know, pictures to colour in or puzzles. Um, my wife is a uh, teacher by times and she prints off stuff for the class and I, for birthdays and that, print off invites and banners and that sort of thing. So printing is not dead. Um, some time ago, I looked at the cost of printing and realized how truly expensive it was to run an inkjet printer. Namely, the price of ink per weight was more expensive than platinum. And uh, I realized that they're selling printers for a lot less or, you know, cost or a lot less, subsidizing them with the view to having you um, spend money on more expensive cartridges now that you've bought in. A bit like the, the razor concept where you buy a, a razor, one razor blade and a holder and then you spend the rest of your life um, buying razor blades. But anyway, I do already have a laser printer. It's a HP LaserJet 1600, which also came with a virtually a sample cartridge, which is is manufacturer speak for empty and that is quite expensive to run it's about 70 euros to change one of the color cartridges in that but that said it does last quite a long time and um, it is quite cost effective the thing is i um, heard about a continuous ink system from Guvnu on Ogcast Planet on freenode.irc.freenode.net uh, and he mentioned that you could, using this continuous ink system, use it as a replacement for uh, ink cartridges and that would make an uh, inkjet printer quite affordable. So my wife had a need for to have a uh, photocopier and scanner you know, available on the desk that she didn't need to turn on the computer for. She could just simply scan some stuff, copy some stuff without needing to go through the PC, which is the system I had set up before. So with that in mind, I went on the look out for a end-to-end system. So I'll just step you through the the various different uh, things that I would advise you to do if you are starting afresh. Now, obviously, if you've got your own inkjet printer, um, some of these steps will be you all already have done. So the first thing you should do is decide what functions you want in a printer. There's In the Netherlands, we have an excellent site called tweakers.net. And although it's in Dutch, um, I've linked to it in the show notes, um, you should be able to follow it. There, it works well with Google Translate as well, so you can get an idea. Now, I'm not suggesting that the prices will be equivalent, but you'll get an idea of availability and what models that uh, make and models are meet your needs. In my case, I wanted it, the ability to print A3. I wanted a scanner. I wanted a photocopier. I wanted something that was accessible via the network for printing from uh, Raspberry Pis and from work and from the different computers around the house. And I wanted, uh, yeah, some nice things this one does is it prints duplex automatically and it can scan a bunch of documents automatically. But other than that, it's pretty much an inkjet printer. 
The second criteria I had was whether it should work with Linux. And if you go to openprinting.org forward slash printers, you'll find out whether it's supported under Linux. Now, if it's supported under Linux, because Linux and Mac use the same subsystem, CUPS, then you uh, should be able to find out whether your printer is supported by Linux and Mac. Um, if Even if you're planning on only running it under Windows, it's absolutely no harm to go there and make sure it's supported by Linux because it just gives you an idea of the popularity and support that that printer will have going forward. So once you've found out whether it works under Linux, you need to find out whether it really works under Linux. And you do that by uh, doing some searches for the model number of the printer that you're looking for and Linux and how to. And you want to check the dates on that to make sure that the articles aren't that old, uh, because quite often a printer will start as being unsupported and then um, radically become supported again. Um one thing to watch out for is the absolute ease of use of some of the distributions. For example, I spent a good half an hour trying to figure out why my mother-in-law's printer wasn't working uh, every time I connected it in. Um, and then I went, I couldn't find the printer. And it turns out that it was being automatically recognized. And in the space between I was under the desk and I was looking at my screen, it had popped up printer found installing drivers and that was one of the distributions i think linux mint that will detect if you're in europe it'll set everything to a4 we don't have letter that uh, legal format over here we use a4 and a3 sizes and uh, it's amazing how few distributions uh, get that right debian and fedora also do not uh, automatically adjust um printers in my experience but anyway that's a by the by so have a look in the forums make sure that it works under linux that it's not a very long and convoluted uh, workflow so if you find out that it doesn't then it's go back to step one and try and find another printer that will suit your needs the next option is are there print cartridges readily available and what i suggest you do is go down to your local store be it walmart or hema or tesco or wherever and see if the chip if the uh, cartridges are available in those stores if they are then it's a good chance that you know at least if the ciss system doesn't work that you'll be able to use regular cartridges uh, for quite cheap you should also drop into your uh, local ink supply shop and see what printers they have and that they're selling there and that will give you an idea of model numbers bring your camera um, and then finally, once you've decided how to do on what printer you have, whether it's supported with Linux, you need to see if there's a CISS option. And you can do that by basically just Googling around for CISS options and the model number of your printer. Um, quite a few of the, uh, when I Googled around, I kept ending up on cityinkexpress.co.uk forward slash CISS because that site, uh, the chap who runs it, puts up an awful lot of videos on this ink system. And when you're doing something as um, what I found dodgy as this is, it's very, very advisable to get some videos and to see exactly what's happening with it. Uh, and you should really review the videos prior to doing the uh, install and prior to um, making any purchase. Now, I did end up 
purchasing my system from um, cityincexpress.co.uk. Um, I can't necessarily recommend them. I will just say that on the night that I ordered the printer uh, from a local store in, here in the Netherlands and I ordered the ink from a site in the UK, the ink from the UK, the ink system from the UK arrived prior to the printer. So I don't know what that says, really. Um, and everything and more that there was additional um, syringes and bits and pieces included in the box, which I didn't need in the end. But um, it was all quite, you know, quite simple uh, included in the box. Everything was included as I uh, had expected it to be. And... Uh, it pretty much worked as as expected. So I don't know if that's a recommendation or not. I haven't really been using it long enough. So as as I was saying, I brought a brother. The main reason in choosing a brother over a HP or anything else is because they don't use any um, chips or anti-counterfeiting technology in their um, in their ink cartridges. With the HP ones especially, they have a chip that will report if it's been refilled which is a bit of a, uh, a bit naughty and it's also got a chip in it that will, the same chip will report if it's not a genuine article and in some cases all they do is display not genuine article on the on your display every five minutes so it's continually flashing that you don't have uh, an ink system so i decided to bypass all that and i went for this brother multifunction printer and i don't use the wi-fi option but um it uses the LC1240 or the LC1280XL um, ink cartridges in it. And the thing you'll notice is that even though you've got a model number, they seem to share quite a lot of the print cartridges between various different models. So even if you pick a model that you can't find support for as such, the ink cartridges may be supported by other devices. So when I... Um, what prompted me to actually um, change, convert, install the CISS system was um, when I wanted to scan something and I refused to scan because the black ink was gone. So that was a bit pointless, I thought. So I uh, I basically went and undid the box one evening. Uh, I wasn't looking forward to it because it seemed a bit complicated and difficult. So what you get when you open the box is um, a whole go of strange syringes and needles, long needles. And you get a plastic component, which is like the size of your fist, essentially. And it's a little uh, a little pyramid-y shape with four different inkwells inside in it. Each of the quarters or, uh, ink of the inkwells for various different colours has got a knob to fill it and another... Um, hole on the side for a air filter and the air filter is about the size of your um, fingernail perhaps and it looks a bit like a child's uh, spinning top and it just sits in there and it filters there so how this whole system works is you take out the, the original cartridges from your printer and you have this ink uh, reservoir connected via a ribbon a ribbon of uh, tubes which go to um, the, in my case the four individual cartridges and the four individual cartridges um, are slightly independent allowing you to fit them into the printer so you take out the original ones and you fit those in the first thing that um, you need to do when you start 
uh, you start it. One thing I would suggest you do is wear gloves because it gets slightly messy and put some newspaper down. You lay down your inkwell and you open the little bottles of ink. There were 100 ml bottles of ink and you um, make sure you take off the plastic or the foil seal off it so that it pours in. Now they supply uh, syringes with long needles that you can use to suck out the ink and pour it in. Now that's very very uh, very very tidy uh, but you need to do it about 10 times in order to get each of them each of the ink wells uh, extracted and from the bottle and put into the ink reservoir. I of course being very impatient, decided I would just pour them in. And if you do it slowly, uh, I was able to pour them in in less than a minute. I had all of them um, poured in. I said about five minutes to have all of them done. So what happens then is you see that some of the ink starts flowing down the pipes. It's a bit like if you've ever given blood, you see the, the blood coming out of your hand flowing in. Had a bit gross, I suppose, but there you are. Um, so that was, uh, that was that. Then you have your system is filled um, you put you put back on the if you're following the instructions on the video links in the show notes so even if your system doesn't look like my system it works on the same principle so I'd suggest you follow the videos which is what I did twice actually once before buying it and once before and during um, the, the process itself so you fill it up you put back in the uh, in the covers so that nothing will spill and you just kind of leave it on the side next to the printer you open up the printer and you take out the existing cartridges from the... Uh, oh, no, you don't, actually. The uh, first thing that you do is... So you've got ink in the printer. And now you've got, um, like, four cartridges next to it, um, one for each of the colours. And what you need to do is draw ink, siphon in ink from the reservoir into the print printer cartridge. And that's called priming the system. So they give you a little syringe with a nozzle on it. So you put in the nozzle into, uh, there's a little, on the print head itself. So we're looking at the print head now. On the print head itself, you hold it and you in, you break the nozzle foil with the um, syringe. And then you suck, pull the syringe up, extracting the air. And as the air extracts, you see that the ink flows from the reservoir through the ribbon into the bottom of the ink cartridge and once you get to the end it'll stop you take out the syringe expel the air push the syringe back in again it pushes down on the, a little seal the spring mounted seal and then you can pull more air out and you continue to do that until the tiniest little bit of air of ink comes into the bottom of the syringe once you've done that you know that that um, cartridge is primed and then you take another syringe with another nozzle and you break the foil of the next one you extract the air until the ink comes through into the syringe and continue doing that and all these bits have been supplied in the kit but even if they weren't you could uh, reuse the same syringe and um, and do this uh, a few times so at this point then you're ready to rock. You just leave the reservoir to the side and then you inject, you put, take out the cartridges and you put the cartridges back in um, from the continuous ink system in order and you make sure, look at the printer and pay ho, 
it says all the printers uh, cartridges are in and then it says shut the cover now uh, if it doesn't say all the cartridges are in you just wiggle them about until they until they go in that's pretty much uh, that happens when you're replacing the ordinary cartridges anyway you just wait for the sensor to identify it and this is the only little niggly bit is what to do with the um with you know do you shut the cover because um the cover itself you obviously need to leave a space for the ribbon to come out um they supply a little hinge thing that will trigger the door shut sensor um a little piece of plastic that with a hook on it in my case that goes and 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 you know uh, activates the sensor and then reports to the printer that the door is shut even though the door isn't shut and that worked quite well i ended up just shutting the door a little bit and putting on some subtle tape and um, to keep it uh, to keep it shut or some sticky back plastic for those of you who have grown up with blue peter and that's pretty much it you one tip he says was never to uh, always to leave the um reservoir on a flat surface on the same flat surface as the uh, printer because if you leave it higher um then it'll the weight of gravity will force the ink into the printer and it'll become gungy and mess up your printer if you leave it too low then um the capillary action isn't enough to draw in the ink so what happens is uh, you continue to print and print and print and print and your printer continues to see a full cartridge that's because the cartridge is full and slowly you see the reservoir empty and the reservoir as it empties um there's a helpful little sticker on the bottom that says you know uh, when it gets to this level you want to uh, replace the ink and that just prevents air getting into the system so you nip down to your local ink supply shop and you buy little bottles 100 ml bottles and you refill the the reservoir with the particular ink that's uh, empty so that is it continuous ink supply system um then my one has just a little uh, clip that has got a double-sided sticky tape on it and it sticks to the side of the printer and i've just got the reservoir right in front of the printer and it seems to work very well so that's it continuous ink supply system You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.